I remember picking blueberries in my grandfather's garden. Their branches towered over me, and they tasted so sweet. I'm sure I ate more than I picked. But those memories have kept me from adding blueberries to my landscape. Happy times, so why have I shied away from them? Working on this story, I learned that sweeping changes are revealed in the smallest of things, and that kids, well, they really know what's important. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is the Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. Support from Garden Destinations made this story possible. You can find them at GardenDestinations.com. North Carolina farmers grow a lot of blueberries. With over 7,000 acres of blueberry farms, our state is the number six producer in the country. And last year, our farmers harvested over 330,000 pounds of blueberries. Now, while that sounds like a lot, in the same time period, American farmers sold over 550 million pounds. That's a lot of blueberries. Clearly, we love them, but I don't know many gardeners who grow them. Like me, a lot of homeowners don't have the space to accommodate the familiar high bush and rabbit eye varieties. But that's starting to change. Normally, we also grow large uh, rabbit eyes and uh, other tall, large blueberries, but in recent years we've had a request and demand, I guess, for smaller um, edibles, blueberries and other things, for container growing, raised beds, or just smaller lawns. Uh, the yard sizes are getting smaller. That's Reed Hargrove. He's a sales representative from McCorkle Nurseries in Daring, Georgia. Reed's worked in the green industry for over 20 years, and it's his job to know what gardeners want. So I trust his assessment of American gardening. Reed experiences firsthand what news organizations are reporting. As American homes get larger, our yards are getting smaller. According to the Census Bureau, our population's aging, and we are moving out of rural areas into cities and towns. In 2016, we tipped from the majority of our population living in rural areas to now the majority lives in cities. I'm learning that big, national trends like an aging population living in cities with smaller yards are played out in the size of a blueberry bush. So Reed introduced me to some of the newest varieties of compact edibles that can be grown in containers. Three or four different varieties that come to mind when you talk about container gardening with edibles uh, would be, one, Baby Cakes Blackberry. Uh, that is from the Bushel and Berry Collection, and it's a self-pollinator very compact with a medium-sized fruit in early summer. Uh, a second one that we're real proud of is Cutie Pie Blueberry, which is from the Gardener's Confidence Collection. It's also a self-pollinator, uh, three to four feet wide. Um, it's a self, again, it's a self-pollinator. It has a petite, dark blue berry in early summer. One other that we're real proud of also is the Blue Suede Blueberry, and that's one of our first blueberries that was introduced into the Gardener's Confidence Collection some years ago. It's a self-pollinator, and yes, it can get up to four to five feet, but still great for container gardening or raised beds. It has large, sweet uh, blueberries. So I have to give a little bit of disclosure here. I'm one of those gardeners. We moved a couple years ago from a larger space to now I have a small garden. And I tried one of these dwarf blueberries thinking, Ugh, you know, how good can this be? Really, I mean, a dwarf. But these are great plants. They, um, they're gorgeous. They tuck right into my landscape. They're, I've got a couple out front in my front beds. 
and they really do produce a lot. More people are wanting their plants to pull double duty, not only be aesthetically pleasing and give them beautiful fall color or a nice shrub structure, but they also want um, something that will give them uh, food. And these new varieties, as well as some old standbys, can be put in, into the landscape, incorporated, and give them what they're looking for. So what are people looking for? Well, it turns out we want dessert. Now, here's where my story takes a little bit of a detour. Actually, it's a 10,000-mile detour. Hi, I'm Keely. I'm 10, and I'm from Australia. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about brilliant blueberries. Everybody loves spending a Saturday night on the couch watching a movie with mom and dad eating blueberry pie. Add some ice cream and you've got a perfect dessert. Keely and her classmates are in Mr. Bowman's fourth grade class outside of Melbourne, Australia, and they're podcasters. They report on the things that matter to them. And it turns out they listen to this show. So when Mr. Bowman contacted me about some of the episodes his kids had created, I asked if his students would like to tell us about growing blueberries down under. And they did. It turns out that growing blueberries in Australia isn't all that different from growing blueberries here in North Carolina. Hi, my name is Adam. I'm nine years old and I live in Australia. Today I'll be talking about blueberries. Most people know about blueberries, and if you're one of those people that don't know about blueberries, then listen up because I'll be teaching you things about blueberries. Firstly, when you buy the plant for the blueberry, it does not need to have leaves. Adam's right. As our weather cools down, plants begin to go dormant, and that can be a great time to plant. Around here, our soils don't freeze, so the roots will keep growing, and the plant won't have to expend a lot of energy on its top growth. Our next correspondent, she echoes Reed's point about growing blueberries in containers, and she also tells us why blueberries are perfect to grow here in North Carolina. Hi, my name is Lily, and I'm nine years old, and I come from Australia, and today I'm going to be talking about brilliant blueberries. Growing blueberries in a pot is the smartest way to grow them. That's why I'm going to tell you how. First, you need to check the pH of the soil. It can't be alkaline. It needs to be acidic. Why fight the acidic soil that we typically find in our region? Blueberries want a soil with a pH between 4 and 5.3. They tend to have shallow roots, so mix a lot of organic matter into the top 4 to 6 inches of your planting beds. If you're planting into containers, incorporate some native soil and be sure to check the pH. Our last correspondent, he's got a warning about something I've struggled with, too. Hi, my name's Kashagra, and I'm from Year 4, and I'm 10 years old, and I'm from Australia, and I'm going to explain to you why um, spectacular blueberries are the best. Wouldn't you want to have the most lovable blueberry ice cream in town? Well, you can, the healthy way, just do it at home. If you want to learn how to, then keep listening. Before we make that yummy blueberry ice cream, we have to know the three dangerous peas which is the pH to grow, as well as the naughty possums and the plum pigeon. First of all, the pH strictly must be 4.5 to 5.5 to grow healthy blueberries. And secondly, those possums are a big interruption to your healthy blueberry bush because they can completely demolish the bush badly. And lastly, you better be aware of those plum pigeons and many other birds because they can eat the blueberries and the brand new buds. Back in my garden, it seems like the birds haven't discovered my dwarf blueberries. I'm wondering if they hesitate to get so low to the ground. What makes these berries a little harder to pick might also help keep them out of sight of the birds. Now I've tucked five different compact varieties into my front planting beds. They look like regular bedding plants, so my neighbors don't know I'm growing food right out front. 
Well, maybe they're a little suspicious when they see me nibbling away. So, grow what you love, and it turns out we all love blueberries. These kids, oh, they know their stuff, and I'm thrilled that they were able to share their stories with us. I've added pictures of the kids in their classroom studio on our website, trianglegardener.com. Go check it out. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is the Triangle Gardener Show. We've decided to try something new for next season. It seems that we're facing insurmountable issues, rising temperatures, habitat loss, and serious environmental problems. It feels like it's beyond the scope of anything I can fix. But the experts I've been interviewing for next season, they're changing my mind. They're showing me that my garden does matter and how I manage it can make a difference. I'm really excited about what's coming, and I hope you'll come back when we return. Until then, you can find this and other episodes of our podcast on our website, trianglegardener.com, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.